The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. are now in the underdog sports fantasy hour i am josh dunn joined as always by anshu kana anshu we've got week 16 football fantasy football championships we've got the nfl playoffs on the horizon and the nba just started yesterday as we record here on wednesday night i feel pretty good where we're at in the sports world it seems like life's getting back to normal with this vaccine we're going to go through all the betting lines for week 16 we'll be looking at bovadasportsbook.com for all of those but how are you feeling my friend You've got a baby that's got a first Christmas coming up as well. I know a lot going on. Yes, sir. I'm doing pretty well. I uh, Unfortunately, not great in my fantasy leagues, but that's all right. They're still DFS, and fortunately, uh, it looks like the Packers are making a, a good run. And, um, yeah, I think, and like you said, NBA is back, college basketball. seems like we've gotten through that first little corner of the year where we had a, a bunch of questions about you know if any of these games would even go off I mean I was thinking it might it might all get banged but now we're we're okay I think that everything's going really well in the sports world so last Saturday was a perfect example like there was so much going on you needed multiple TVs to keep track of everything and it's it's good to see it sort of back to normal agreed I mean obviously this isn't what this show's about but how did you think the uh, college football playoff committee did with what they ended up you know, having as the four teams. I think it was predictable, but did you feel like Texas Tech or Texas A&M, excuse me, got snubbed mm-hmm. at all? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, my policy is like beat the team that you need to beat at the end of the season. You know, I always hate when we get like the one year we had Alabama at LSU, remember, that was like yep. a nine to three. That, that one I actually understood because it was so obvious that those two teams were the best and it was good to have a game that wasn't at a true home field. But if you lose – you know, um, a neutral site game, like, I'm sorry, you're done. And so Notre Dame being in is a joke to me. Like, it's such a clear money grab. Even if you think they were the fourth best team or the third best team, they had their chance. You're out. I know Clemson lost to them earlier, but that was at Notre Dame. That's with the backup. I think we all know the caveats involved in that. And they still almost won. So I, I hate that. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's the one that's that's tough. I mean, I if if they were at full strength, if Clemson's at full strength when they play them earlier in the year, and yeah, that's a game that that ended up going into overtime. It was a it was a thriller. It was maybe the game of the year in college football. Yeah. Um, but if Trevor Lawrence plays in that game, I don't think we're having the same conversation. And mm-hmm. if, if that's also the case, Notre Dame probably doesn't get in um, if they lose to him twice. So I, I yeah, I, I think that's that's the one that you look to. And I mean, even Ohio State, they there yeah. was ex- there were exceptions made, and clearly it's a money grab because they obviously draw the the biggest attention nationally, or one of the biggest uh, attention draws nationally. But they, they weren't supposed to be able to play in this because of the amount of games that they played. And then an exception was made after that rule was already made. Um, you know, they they didn't even look good against Northwestern. Uh, they haven't really played. Or Indiana. They haven't yeah. really played anybody. And the people that they've, the teams that they've played that have been decent 
you know, they haven't looked great. Uh, so I, I don't know. I It's a shortened season. I, I honestly – this is me, aren't you? And I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big college football fan generally. I like it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not not as much as NFL, but I have not cared much about this college football season because there have been games that have been canceled. There have been mm-hmm. you know key players Rules that have not been bags. able to play. Exactly. It's it's so clear like that they're the, all like all the decisions that are made are kind of skewed to the benefit of the teams that uh, draw the most the most revenue for the sport. It's a joke. I, I mean, that's fine. Even like if I, I understand. Like, I understand bringing Ohio State in. At this point, it's just an invitational, you know? It's yeah. not a meritocracy, and it is what it is. Like, I think as long as, you know, we're not taking this as a legitimate, you know, really like a legitimate championship in my mind. I mean, the sport is hard enough as it is inherently because teams can't play each other, really. And, you know, we you just – you have issues, obviously, with college football where it's, it's not an objective process. And so, I don't know. I, I mean – like I said, it is what it is, but it, like if we don't get Clemson, Clemson, Alabama is a legitimate national championship. If we get anything but that, throw it out the window in my mind. Agreed. And obviously, you know, we talk about the lines here. We They opened up with Clemson seven and a half point favorites here on Bovada, and we've got uh, Alabama as 20 point favorites against Notre Dame. So obviously, oh, you know, obviously the lines would suggest that those points are well taken. And uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't, I honestly, I, I, I don't, I'll probably, Tune in if, if Alabama plays Clemson, but I, I don't even care about these these the, the the final four. I really just I don't care about those games. I mean, I agree with you. Like, think about and this is all related to fantasy to bring bring it full circle. Like on Saturday, you had huge SEC like these game get huge games that led to this playoff, right? That had the playoff implications. And on the other side, you've got literally you've got bills and um remind me they're broncos right yep and i guarantee you bills broncos did a thousand times better ratings wise not literally but they definitely did better ratings than like these huge sec games i guarantee you and that's i mean and you know across the country games that so that i think says all you need to know about uh you know what people's ears and eyes are on Agreed. All right, let's move on to what the uh, what the folks came here to listen for, and that's some mediocre analysis of the NFL slate of games here in Week 16. Uh, no, I mean, aren't you? It's, it's we're get, we're winding down. I, I know we've said it a few times this year. I'm just happy that we're at this point. You know, it's it's Week 16. Uh, it seems like you know, kind of getting the COVID situation under control for the most part, unless you're Dwayne Haskins. Uh, but we're we're getting there, and and we might see the playoffs. We might we're going to have another t- an extra team, but it seems like we're going to see them on time. And you know, it, it's it's for the most part been a, a as normal of a season as you can expect under the circumstances. So without further ado, we've got four days of football on Christmas weekend, and the first one falls on Christmas Day. That's Friday, where the Vikings will take on the Saints, and this is a fun game to kind of start the weekend off as well. Uh, Vikings, they, they, I, I believe they're still mathematically alive, but uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're six and eight. I could be wrong about them being mathematically alive, but I think you still have a chance to get in at eight and eight in the NFC. Uh, and then yeah. the Saints, yep. the Saints still obviously an outside chance for that number one seed. They come in as seven point favorites on Bovada. I mean, obviously the story here last week for the Saints was that Drew Brees comes back, but he came back and looked absolutely terrible. Uh, and for the Vikings, you know, the frustration starting to mount back up with Kirk Cousins. I don't know what to make of them at this point. They're they're about a 500 team, I think. Uh, you know, what do they do going forward? Obviously, Justin Jefferson's the receiver of the future. Uh, they have a pretty good core offensively, but I just don't I don't know if anybody knows if Kirk Cousins can ever lead them to a Super Bowl. I think most people would, would argue that he wouldn't. And with New Orleans, it's, you know, is Breeze going to be able to get them over the hump this year? And I, I haven't seen enough 
out of him to, to, to prove that he will, especially coming back off the injury. How do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, the Drew Brees thing, especially early on, I mean, well, horrible. I think he was, what, one of six or one of seven with an interception. Like, he looked horrendous at the beginning. And I know Kansas City's got, you know, let's call it an above-average defense. But that's, you know, the Drew Brees of old or even of earlier this year doesn't let that happen. So I, I'm i pretty out on the Saints. Like, I, I think that they are, you know, they're, they're – Conveniently. They've got to – yeah. <laughs> For you. <laughs> right. I just think that they're not very good, though. Like, I, I mean, their defense Agreed. played well in that game, but with, with Drew Brees as is, I'm just not sure. Now, IL-ing, or IRing um, Michael Thomas was a big deal because I think that, that it showed that they were clearly saving him for the playoffs, and, you know, maybe they'll be a different-looking team at that point. Obviously, we know how Brees' affinity for Michael Thomas, but, man, I uh, – I, I think that they're basically mailing in here these last few weeks. And I kind of feel like the Vikings are going to cover because of that. I think that they're, you know, the bears are peaking right now. So I don't look too much at that loss as, you know, the Vikings being like terrible or, or totally not in this. I, I think that they can cover against the Saints here. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see him cover. I, I, you know, I think the Saints obviously have a lot to play for and I expect Ruby's to play better than he did a week ago. Uh, so I expect them to win this game, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Minnesota cover that seven. They're still a, a, they're a competitive team, uh, if not a good team. So I, right. I, I think this could be a fun game to start the weekend off. And then we've mm-hmm. got three games to follow on Saturday, day after Christmas. So uh, you know we had Saturday football last week. Uh, we've got three this week, and this uh, starts off with Tampa Bay and Detroit. Obviously, Tampa Bay you know started slow against the Falcons. They come back and win big. Uh, you know, they come in as nine and a half point road favorites. We don't know if we're going to see Matt Stafford, you know, Tampa Bay figured the offense out in the second half. And I think Tom Brady, and I don't know if you saw any of this, uh, Tony Dungy saying he's the sixth best quarterback that he coached against. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady obviously reacting to that. I feel like there's, there've been like a few of those examples where Tom Brady, like he he gets motivated and there's Mm -hmm. little things like that, that motivate him. Kind of like reminds me of Michael Jordan. You know, we watched the uh, what was the documentary Last called Dance. the last dance. Yeah. And, you know, there were these little things that maybe he created for himself, but he used it as a way to motivate him for big games or to get up for games that maybe weren't necessarily big games. I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing a little bit out of Tom Brady, but I, I just, with Tampa Bay, there's just been so much inconsistency on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it doesn't sound like Ronald Jones will play this game. And I, I still, I hate watching LaShawn McCoy with his, you know, bread basket, the way he carries the ball, it drives me nuts. Uh, Leonard Fournette is not a featured running back anymore. I don't know. Tampa Bay, there's just, there, there, there's like individual talent on this team. We talk about it time and time again. I just don't know if I trust him going into the playoffs. Now, do I trust him to beat Detroit? Yes. I think Detroit's going to cover that nine and a half though here on Bovada. I agree. If Matt I, Stafford I think, plays, caveat. Well, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Matt Stafford has to play for it to be to to consider them because with Chase Daniel, they're a joke. But and even without him, but you know they they try. Like I'm sure you watched the Titans game, and um, you know they were out of it. Like a, an eliminated team definitely doesn't play up for that. And I know they were on a very very fringe, but at that point, you got to be feeling like you're out. And, you know, they just – they always gut games out. And they have multiple demoralizing turnovers inside the red zone all the time. And they still find a way. So, I mean, they just couldn't slow down that Titans machine last week. But I think they can definitely do something against Tampa. And Tampa, man, I I, I hope that something didn't flip in Brady because I think they need that. They need – there's just like an edge that they seem to be missing for whatever reason, like a certain – killer instinct that they don't have. Maybe it's like they need a year to gel. I, I'm not sure, but 
uh, they're just they're just shy of being as good as they can be, you know, when you look at all their individual pieces. Yeah, and obviously this is the time of year where you want to click. So if they do cover this and, you know, win big in this game and then win next week, obviously you you like that momentum going into the playoffs, especially, you know, we talked about the Saints. They're not exciting to me right now. Tampa Bay can get exciting quickly, but they have to yes. do it right now. Yes, I agree because <clears throat> assuming they don't win the division, uh, you know, they're probably – Looking at playing like Seattle in the first round, I mean that's a coin flip to me. Yeah, that's a, that is a coin flip, but that's not a game that you're like. So you got to go do that, and then you probably are playing at either Green Bay or New Orleans the next round. I mean, they, you're right; they can get exciting, but they need to build that right now in these two weeks because otherwise, I just like I don't think this version of the Buccaneers, the ones that are out there today, are are winning those two games. Agreed. All right, let's move on to San Francisco at Arizona. Uh, I guess this is a home game for both teams <laughs> in this COVID environment. Uh, San Francisco, obviously, Nick Mullins go, gets hurt. It sounds like he's going to have season-ending surgery on his elbow, so we'll see C.J. Beathard. They did activate uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to the injured reserve return eligible, but he's not going to play again this season from the sound of it. Uh, we might see George Kittle back this week, which I'd be excited about. But yeah. Arizona, five-point favorite. They're still in the playoff hunt. They sit at 8-6. and six. They pretty much probably need to win out but you saw the connection it started like in the second quarter third quarter with DeAndre Hopkins he fumbles a ball early and then he really takes over that game a week ago um and Kyler Murray I, I feel like good things happen when he looks his way but he doesn't do it often enough uh so I, I just don't know the backfield it looks like it's becoming more of a 50-50 split between Edmonds and Kenyon Drake so if you have either of those guys in fantasy that's a frustrating debacle that you have to weed through and then with San Francisco the running back situation is even worse so fantasy-wise, this game's kind of a mess unless you've got Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins. But how do you see it shaking out on the football field? Arizona needs to win. You would think C.J. Beathard is not going to come in and be a world beater, but San Francisco still has something to play for as well. Yeah, and this is really a must-win for Arizona because they go to the Rams next week, and we know that any literally anyone can beat the Rams there, but... Um, you know, Arizona, that's not a game you look at in circle as like, that's a W, you know, like that's a 50, 50 proposition at best and probably more like, you know, 40, 60. So, you know, you got to get this one. And if this version of the Cardinals doesn't make the playoffs, it's, it's a shame because you're going to get a terrible NFC East team in and you might have, you know, the bears or, or like you said, um, potentially San Francisco slip in, but to me, Arizona is clearly a playoff team at this point. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that both those guys are, are must starts and you hope I'm sure for you as a Hopkins owner, but also just in general for the Cardinals, like you hope that Hopkins does get going more with Murray. Cause it's so obvious, like they could easily run an, an offense like green Bay's where Hopkins is the first and like basically second option. And then you do other stuff and you look to the Kirks and the Fitzgeralds and, you know, Kyler obviously can run. So um, I, I think right now they they do still spread it around a little too much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see the Niners winning. I think when you start Bathard and you're just icing all these other guys the way that Shanahan and Lynch are this year, um, late in the year, like I, it just to me it seems like they know it's a lost season. And now maybe they, you know, they see what they have in younger players, but then they really are looking to to up that draft pick to try to rebuild for next year. 
Yeah, I think that's the move. If you're San Francisco, just too many injuries to overcome. And, and obviously, you know, they've, they've had it at really every position uh, this season. Mm. So pretty difficult yeah. to come back from that. But it should be a fun game nonetheless. Uh, all right, let's move on to the last game of Saturday night. Um, that's Dolphins at Raiders. This is another one that has big playoff implications. Obviously, everybody's talking about Baltimore right now as the team to get that seventh spot in the AFC. Uh, Dolphins, you know, come in on the road to take on the Raiders. Both of these teams technically still alive. I think the Raiders are pretty much out of it. I don't see them winning out. But Dolphins, I, they're no lock to win this game. I, I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders come in here and win it if Derek Carr plays. And really, Mariota looked pretty good last uh, last week at times when he got in as well. So Dolphins, three-point road favorites. Uh, it looks like they'll get Miles Gaskin back. It looks like they'll get a lot of the receiving weapons back, Jakeem Grant. Uh, you know, obviously Parker and and uh, Gesicki as well. So, you know, if those if all of those weapons play, you would think the Dolphins should be able to take care of business. But again, Tua kind of been inconsistent this year. I don't know if I trust him in a big game. Uh, I could see this one going going either way. What about you? I I disagree. I think the Dolphins have this completely locked down. Like I I know that you're trying to kind of like see a way for the the Raiders to win, and just because like they've been so I don't know they've they've just I've, I've missed the mark on them week after week, but recently it does seem like they're falling into a certain trend and, you know, losing to the chargers last week. I know it was Mariota that played more, but you know, car, there's no way car plays better than the way Mariota played last week. I thought, I mean, I, I like, I thought he came in and was, was excellent. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, I see the dolphins winning. I think they know they absolutely have to win. And the the key to me was, them getting over that that hurdle last week, especially without three of their maybe their three best skill position guys, that that showed me all I needed to know. I feel like the Dolphins are going to sneak into the playoffs somehow, um, and so I, I do think that they win. I think they win by ten plus. Okay, I like it. I hope they do. I'd like to see them in the playoff picture going into Week 17 because they have been one of the more fun stories this year, especially mm-hmm. you know making the transition from Fitzpatrick to. To Tua in the midst of, you know, actually being competitive and questioning whether or not it was the right time to do that. I mean, they're still in the hunt, even with him at the helm. So it's going to be a fun storyline to watch unfold as we go into week 17, if they can handle the Raiders. They also then have the Bills, which there's a good chance the Bills have nothing to play for next week. You know, like they've got the division sewed up and then they're very unlikely to be within shouting distance of the the Chiefs just because, you know, you got to think that Kansas City wins at least one, but probably this week. And then so that, you know, that becomes like basically a bye week for the Dolphins at that point. So, you know, and if you're 11 and five, you got to be feeling pretty good about making the playoffs. Yeah, let's move on to those Chiefs that you just mentioned. Uh, the Chiefs come in as home favorites against Atlanta, big 10 and a half point favorites. 54 is a high number here. Uh, you know, the the story here for me with the Chiefs is Clyde Edwards-Elaire goes down with a high ankle sprain. It sounds like he's going to miss significant time, maybe even into the playoffs, depending on what happens with the bye. It's a significant thing for this team because Le'Veon Bell has not looked like a feature back. Daryl Williams is not a feature back. And the Chiefs really relied on the versatility of Edwards-Elaire a lot through that, throughout this season. Uh, and at times it was frustrating, especially for fantasy owners, because he wasn't a guy that was going to get you 15 points a week. But for them as a team to be able to have that versatility and have that other weapon, I think that made a big difference. So that, that to me, is something to keep an eye on as we move forth further along. But Atlanta, mm-hmm. I mean, Julio Jones might play. He worked out a little bit today uh, off to the side. I, I don't see the point in bringing him back. And really, I mean, they didn't really miss a beat uh, having Russell Gage in there who had a good game. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a huge game last week. 
Um, you know, the Atlanta backfield's a mess. Todd Gurley only had three touches last week. So there's there's not a lot to get out of outside of the receiver position fantasy wise from Atlanta, but you know they they probably still can put up points against the Chiefs, but I expect them to lose this game big. I don't know I don't know about ten and a half. I don't know if I'd take that right now, but I wouldn't be surprised that the Chiefs cover on this one. Agreed. I I think the Chiefs defense, while they'll probably give up some points, are an excellent fantasy start this week. I, I mean these are the kind of games where you get like, you know, a good or above average defense gets a score, you know, and especially with a team that likes to pass as much as Atlanta. Um, I, I want to hit on the Edward Dulaire thing though. I, I completely agree. I think that like when I saw that happen, I mean, that is like, if you're the bills or the Titans or one of these teams playing well in the AFC playoffs, like you needed something like that. Cause I, I agree. I think that he completely changes, you know, just like, the threat of something happen. You know how like some teams have a deep threat and that opens up stuff underneath. Like similarly, I feel like Edward D. Lair really it helps stretch the field as like a backfield threat, you know? And, and I know that they've just got an embarrassment of riches, but I like that to me is like, that's what you hope for. If you're somebody else, obviously you've got Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes still, but that's like that, that to me is a big, big injury. Um, So the threat of the run game, like, I, I'm just not afraid of Le'Veon Bell at all. I think that he's been terrible since that first game. And while he's a must start in fantasy, like it's, I think that they're, they're in a rough spot in terms of like, that's the, that is probably, you know, the fourth most important piece on that entire team, which is a big deal. Yeah. The only thing is with them is, you know, their passing game opens it up so much that he's the type like a John Connor this year. Like he, he could be productive without, and I'm not saying Connor's been productive and he's been hurt. I'm just, using him in a, yeah, James, I always do that. <laughs> I, I literally do it every time. The Terminator. I love the Terminator so much. I just can't get it out of my head. Uh, but James Connor, yeah, it just like, I, I kind of compared that, like not this mm. season, but like a year ago, you, you, you're going to start him every week, but you, of course, he just, because he's got a high floor. And I feel like, now Bell, without having Edwards Elaire in there, the, the high floor is what you can't like not start right because he's going to get enough touches to make him valuable, and their pass offense opens up the run game so much. I just, I mean, he's just not that good at this point in his career. So I, I agree with your assessment. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm in a position where I feel like I have to start him in a, in a league, and I don't want to, but I feel like I have to. And I no, you have. I don't, to. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's unless you've got like. I mean, unless you are just totally sad. And I, I think I know the team you're talking about. Like, that's – you. there's got to be someone that's not even a fringy start that you put and, him over, you know? I feel like my decision is Robbie Anderson, Antonio Brown, or him, and I feel like I've got to go with Bell. I feel like you I, have just, to. I just do. You have to, Robbie Anderson I don't want to have to trust right now. No. And, and honestly, same with Antonio Brown. Like, you've got Tampa. They're throwing the ball to, you know, three to four different guys – and, you know, I, I just, yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think that's even a question. Like, I, Bell, unless you've got, like, oh, man, uh, unless you've got, there are just so few guys that have an entire backfield to themselves. I mean, here's here's a question. Miles Gaskin or him coming in this week, Gaskin back for Miami? I'd say Bell. Yeah, I mean. Only because close. of Ahmed yeah, having such Ahmed a big day last week. And, yeah, but still, that's it's that close, you know? And I think that, like, there's no way you're benching Gaskin in most playoffs. So, good good, Especially against the Raiders, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to Bears-Jags. Uh, it sounds like Gardner Minshew is no lock to start this weekend based on what I read today from Doug Marone. And the Bears are eating right now. And I love all of the Bears in this matchup against Jacksonville. They come in as seven-and-a-half-point road favorites. Who would have thought Mitch Trubisky – 
would kind of bring this team back to relevance after the Foles injury. Uh, and, and the over-under, you, you would think this would be a lower number. I mean, 47 is a little higher than I would have expected from these two teams, but you've got David Montgomery playing his best football. You know, Allen Robinson's still been consistent when, when Trubisky's had to throw. Uh, you know, the Jaguars... I, I think, you know, I think the Bears cover and win this game big and the Jaguars are kind of becoming a mess. James Robinson, that sounds like won't practice all week. They're going to wait until kind of last minute to decide if he'll go. He wants to play from the sound of things. But uh, I don't know if there's one lock on the Jaguars side that you would start in this game. Yeah, I mean, if James Robinson's not playing, there isn't one. And I guess that's why the number's that low, because otherwise I'm I'm OK with going over um, with Minshew plays and, you know, and Robinson plays. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the Bears Vikings last week, you probably are thinking, you know, that's probably not a game that's going to have a ton of points, 33-27. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that if those guys play, it's an over, but otherwise I agree. Like, how do you not, maybe the Bears defense is better than the Chiefs defense in this. Like that, that is like an obvious no brainer and it would set the Bears up potentially for a chance to play the Packers next week, who also might not have a lot to play for with a chance to make the playoffs, you know, and, um, you know, especially if Arizona were to slip in one of those two games, like the doors open for the bears and, you know, you alluded to kind of like Mitch bringing them back from the dead. They had won five of six at one point and then they lost six in a row. And now they're in position to potentially win four and make the playoffs. I mean, they're not a team that scares you too much in the playoffs, but what four? what is it? Three straight games, with 34, 33 plus points, and then 25 the week before that, the Bears are looking back, like they're back. And I agree. I think that a lot of you have to start all those guys. David Montgomery looks like a league winner here down the stretch. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's been huge. I've I've got him in a couple leagues, and he's just he's really kind of carried me uh, mm-hmm. these last couple weeks. Which you know, earlier in the season, I I traded him in one league too, and I just I didn't I wasn't high on him, and uh, he's he's cha- he's changed <laughs> the game. Debo. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, let's move on to Browns-Jets. Uh, this is a game everybody's asking about. Everybody wants to hear about what's going to happen between the Browns. No, but seriously, honestly, the, Brown- the Browns are for real now, and I hate saying it, but Baker Mayfield looked good. He looked sharp against the Giants secondary that's been pretty solid this year. Uh, the Jets obviously win a game they shouldn't have. I don't expect that to happen again. I, I like the Browns' defense. I like the- everybody on the Browns' offense in this game. I think they're out to prove that they're not the same old Browns, and they come in as nine-and-a-half-point favorites here on Bovada. I think the Browns win big against the Jets, Anshu. What do you think? I could not agree with you more. I think that there's going to be some out, some thought out there that, you know, now the Jets are a little better than people think they are. And they, they you know, we I think we've seen the writing on the wall out of them ever since that, they, that Raiders game that they should have won. You know, they're not like in that, they're not the worst team in football. They're better than anyone starting a backup right now, you know, a quarterback. And so, um, yeah, I, but that being said, I think that it, that it would be a mistake to take that and assume that they could hang you know, within a touchdown or, you know, even within 10 points of the Browns. Like, I think that this version of the Browns, they don't, you know, they're not like the type of team to sink to another team's level. They just basically run them over with those two backs. They could not throw a pass in this game, and I bet they cover this. So, yeah, I'm all over Cleveland in this. The Browns might win the division. It's wild. Week seven, I hope, I mean, I think we all need to hope that it's Browns-Steelers with the playoffs on the line in week 17 because or not the playoffs the division on the line because that would be a wild wild week 17 the browns are the better team right now and i think it's by far yeah. do you think the steelers are gonna are the worst team in the afc playoffs no matter who makes it no i think they're better than the dolphins okay 
Do you think they're better? So Colts, I mean, we're going to get it. I guess we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, well, let's talk about it now. I mean, that's the next <laughs> okay. game here on the docket. We got the Colts <laughs> in, the, in the Steelers. I, I mean, I think this is a huge – this is a huge – biggest game of the season by far for both of these teams. This might be the mm. biggest game of the season in the AFC to this point. You've got the Colts on the road taking on the Steelers. They come in as one-and-a-half-point favorites. The Steelers, before that Monday night game, were two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. So that, that line moved that much just from the Bengals – going in at home with Ryan Finley at the helm and taking care of business against Juju, (laughs) against Big Ben, against all these Steelers. I love to see it. 44.5 is the line here. So not a lot of points. This is going to be a defensive ball game. This is old school football. I think the Colts are the better team. I don't think 1.5 points is enough. I just – the Steelers have a chance to kind of write their season right now, and I I just – I'm praying to the football gods that that doesn't happen. I pray that the ship goes down in flames. (laughs) <laughs> it's looking like it and in for you the best way possible with Roethlisberger just looking like absolute dog shit like he there were rumors out there that he might get benched at halftime and you know it was I don't know he looked he looked as bad as I've ever seen him and that's saying something because I think a couple years ago you know he had a pretty rough stretch but man I, this is and also you know this you're right this is basically like not their season on the line but they you know they've got a They've got to win one of these two games, and I don't see them winning either. I think this is probably the easier of the last two. And, you know, this isn't the team you really want to be playing. The Colts have won five of their last six. They won at Tennessee. They beat Green Bay. They beat the Texans twice, and they won at Vegas. So, you know, basically four games against playoff teams in the mix with a loss sandwiched in against the Titans. Like, I mean, this is a this is a really good team playing really well, and Rivers has been a lot better the last few weeks. I I mean, I don't know how you can have watched these two teams in the last month and think that the Steelers are going in and winning that game. They, they obviously could. They could get their stuff together. Right now, the Colts are clearly the better team in every single way than the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I, I just – you had a cake schedule all year, and they might finish the season on a five-game losing streak and losing the first <laughs> playoff game. I mean, I, I just I, – obviously, I have a negative bias against the Steelers, and – if anybody's ever listened to our show, there's there's no surprise there. I'm not I'm not an unbiased <laughs> analyst on this show, but I just I mean from what I saw the last three games, they just they just look terrible. They can't run the ball whatsoever. I mean Benny Snell did actually come in and do okay against the Bengals, but the Bengals run defense is terrible. Uh, sure. So you know they they can't run the ball. Ben Roethlisberger, all he's doing is these like two second dropbacks and these quick passes. And the Bengals, like, zeroed in on that. They were ready for it. They had the safety. Von Bell was playing up quite often. I mean, they just had the recipe for disaster for these Steelers. And if they can't throw the ball deep, Ben missed on some passes that were Ben. Uh, Roethlisberger missed on some passes (laughs) that were just not hard passes that he was just not seeing defenders. There could have been five or six interceptions in that Mm -hmm. game. There were a ton of drop picks. You know, when they – when I feel like things change for them, and I – First of all, I know you, yeah, yes, you hate the Steelers, but you're also unbiased when it comes to calling out really good players. And a guy that you continually brought up the first half of the season was Bud Dupree. And the second that he got injured, it seems like, you know, ever since late in that game, they've looked like a completely different team. Like, I don't know. I know that doesn't, shouldn't impact the offense, but they've lost every game since then, I believe. And they've looked, they've looked terrible. I mean, they've looked bad in every single way. And, you know, maybe James Conner comes back and gives them a little juice not or a John little Conner. bit of, yes, that's right. Not the Terminator comes back and, and, you know, does something in the run game. But right now what they are to me is the worst playoff team, potentially if the Ravens were to make it, 
I mean, I think the Steelers are the worst team in the playoffs other than whoever in the, wins in the NFC East. I agree. I think the Ravens are a much better team than them right now. Ravens are a no team question. I don't want to play if I'm in the playoffs coming into this no. year. I think they're the second best team in the AFC. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, the Bills are close. It's Them and the Bills is close mm-hmm. if the Bills are playing I, their yeah. best football. But if you bring back the secondary guys on the Ravens, like, I mean, I think that they're they're going to be – I mean, and Jackson's playing the way he is – I would not. You're right. That's the one team I guarantee you the Chiefs do not want to see in the playoffs. Man, these transitions are on point. Let's go Ravens Giants. Why don't Why don't we just keep talking about them, aren't you? I mean, the Giants, <laughs> their their playoff hopes are hanging by a thread. Uh, they, I, I don't know if we're going to see Daniel Jones this weekend. Uh, we don't know if we're going to see uh, Devontae Freeman come back from injury. Not that it matters whatsoever. I mean, Gallman's actually looked pretty decent, but the Giants offensively looked terrible against the Browns, and the Browns aren't. A, they're not a you know. They're not a great defense, I wouldn't say, uh, but yeah, that that was that was ugly. I, I I don't know, I don't know how I feel about uh, the Ravens in this game. I mean, obviously they come in as big favorites. There's nothing here on Bovada, but they come in as 11 point favorites. The line I'm seeing elsewhere, uh, you would expect the Ravens to win this one pretty easily. But what does that mean for the Giants, aren't you? I mean, the NFC East is is starting to look like the mess it was early in the season after we had the kind of a revival of these last few weeks, at least with like the Eagles, Cowboys. Uh, even the Giants and Redskins there for a bit. Yeah, at least for from a um, yeah, like from a wins and losses standpoint, I think the Eagles have definitely turned a little bit of of what you think. And the Cowboys did beat the Niners last week, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the Giants have to win this game or they're eliminated. So I that's correct. I, if that's true, they're they're in rough shape because this is not the team you want to be playing right now. So I'll I'll focus a little bit more on the Ravens because even. You know, even if if uh, Daniel Jones were to play, I don't I don't like their chances at all. And, you know, the Ravens to me are I, I just like I think that if they're throwing the ball down the field a little bit more like if Marquise Jones or Marquise Brown is able to catch anything thrown to him. He their whole offense looks different and they're giving the ball to Dobbins, as we called for for months. And yeah, I mean, Jackson just looks healthy to me. And I yeah, I think that the Ravens right now are a real scary proposition for the Chiefs, especially if in that second round they were to play and you don't have that orgy lair because that changes everything if, if the Ravens are able to just pin their ears back and go after Mahomes. So oh. I, I've got them circled right now. Yeah, the one thing that scares me with the Ravens is they're banged up in the secondary. I mean, bad. Mm-hmm. If they get healthy in the secondary, they're a dangerous problem for anybody. But if their secondary stays banged up and they don't have guys coming back for those playoffs – I just you you go up against Buffalo or you go up against the Chiefs or even yeah even Tennessee I mean AJ Brown's a Pro Bowler this year they've obviously got Corey Davis who's been stepping it up lately Uh, Johnu Smith's been a problem for a lot of defenses and then you 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 add in that running game I mean I just that's the key is if if they're healthy in the secondary and they get back to playing defensive football first and Lamar Jackson is doing what he's done these last couple weeks they're a problem but I think they're either way I think they win this game I don't know if I like eleven. I don't know if I like that spread, but uh, oh, yeah. I, I, if Jones I, I, is playing, especially if Jeff, if Jones is playing, I think I think the Giants can cover, but uh, their playoff hopes are going to go down in flames. I think here, so. Um, <laughs> I agree. But yeah, these two teams we're going to talk about next playoff uh, hopes have already gone down in flames very very long time ago. That's the Bengals at the Texans. Uh, the good the good <laughs> news the good news for the Bengals is that Marvin Lewis is interviewing for the Texans opening. So if we were to fire oh, Zach God. Taylor, hopefully that that. Uh, Nightmare does not become a reality with Marvin Lewis coming back. Um, but the Texans are big favorites at home against the Bengals. It's eight points. I mean, you talked to me about this before Monday night. I'd have been like, Texans are going to run away with this and kill us. And 
you know, their their defense is my favorite fantasy defense play this week. But I don't know. They, the Bengals played inspired football, and it was defensively. Now, Deshaun Watson's a different kind of animal. He's not Ben Roethlisberger, and he will be a problem for the Bengals, who traditionally do horribly against running quarterbacks. But the Bengals could lose this game 100 to nothing, and I'd still be happy about where they stand right now after what happened last <laughs> week. So, honestly, like, it is what it is. They haven't won a game on the road yet this season. It probably won't happen this week, but... They beat the Steelers on Monday Night Football with Ryan Finley at their at the quarterback position. So whatever. I mean, you tell me what you think about this game because I don't even care. <laughs> I hope they lose, honestly. I, well, I'm glad you said that because I think that sentiment is going to be echoed by this team. Like they want Monday Night. They got up. It was their you know their big rival. Juju's dancing on their logo. Like that to me was was their Super Bowl for this season. You know, and they play their asses off and. You know, I think that they're more than happy with that performance. And it, as you pointed out too, like this is this is a different kind of animal in terms of like you know you've got to be focused the entire game on the bus, but if Deshaun Watson running, so I mean, I like I totally think that the Bengals are going to be checked out for this, and that's fine. Like I think that they did what they needed to do, and um, I yeah, I think that if the line is eight, like I, I'm I'm all over Houston. I, they're they are they're the opposite in that they're like really trying to play out the string for whatever reason. So I, I, yeah, I think that Houston wins. And I think that all those guys, if you've got a chance at them, you start them just because the Bengals had their Super Bowl in week 15. Yeah. But it was, it was a glorious, glorious event. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Don't, it's not taking anything away from it. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the late afternoon games. That's all that needed to be said. We've got Broncos and Chargers. This is a game that matters very little for both. Well, I guess fantasy wise, if Keenan Allen's still playing, you're playing him. Uh, Obviously, if you stuck, if you stuck with him and he still somehow got to the playoffs, Eckler's a guy you're playing, even though I don't love the matchup. And then Herbert, obviously, you probably are going to start him too, but Broncos, there's not a lot there. I don't know. I, this is a game I'm I'm not probably going to watch a ton of on Sunday, but the Chargers are favorites, three and a half. They, their record probably should be a little better than what it is. It definitely should be. I mean, they've lost on the last play at least twice that I can remember. It seems like they lose late every single week if they're not winning games that I'm betting against them on. Um, <laughs> right. Only those games. <laughs> Of course. No, literally, I've lost more on the Chargers than any team this season without a question. So that's annoying. But, uh, yeah, the Broncos, you know, I, the one guy I would say is no fan, like, especially with Judy banged up. I like, yeah, good call. I think over props on him, especially with what the cesspool at tight end is right now. I'm all over that. And Dawson Knox has actually caught quite a few balls, too, from Josh Allen here down the stretch especially big end zone type balls, but, you know, specifically with John Brown out, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. You, if you're starting Dawson Knox, you might as well start one of these other backup tight ends um, and just hope for a, a better chance at a, at a touchdown. Um, I'm all over the charges here though. I think Justin Herbert actually has something to play for with rookie of the year kind of in the balance. And I just, you know, I, I think that they're still playing out the string for Anthony Lynn. So I'm, I'm all over the chargers in this game. I like it as well. Um, yeah, but this game don't, don't care. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. And don't but, start Keenan Allen, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a tough break. It sounds like he's going to try to go this week, but yeah, that's, that's sorry. I'm sorry. You had no, a couple of tough breaks. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't close. But no, I think that 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 specifically is just so funny because last week uh, we I specifically said at the end of the show like it's just so good that even in a COVID year like we're not having random shocking injuries. And if you add Zeke 
or you had Keenan Allen or you had Julio, maybe, you know, it all week you're feeling like that guy's going to start. And then at the end, it's like the bottom drops out. I mean, the Zeke one, my heart really goes out to people that are in leagues where Tony Pollard isn't or was already owned from someone else. Cause that Zeke, you had no idea that he was going to be out until the last second. Yeah. Not, not ideal. Not ideal. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Panthers and the football team. Uh, no line here on Bovada. I see it at two and a half, I think, was the favorite I saw for Washington. But a lot of that's contingent on whether or not we see Alex Smith or T- Taylor Henneke, I think, is their backup quarterback right now oh, with yeah. Dwayne Haskins being uh, probably relegated to uh, getting cut here soon. But, <laughs> yeah, he, he had a fun weekend, but uh, he probably oh, probably regretting some of his decision-making. But Panthers, it sounds like you know we're not going to see Christian McCaffrey once again, a lost season for him and the Panthers just, I mean, they, uh, I don't know. They've, they've looked like a gritty and, and, and a team that you don't want to play at times. And at times you're just like, eh. And I, like right now, if I have those receivers, DJ Moore um, or Robbie Anderson, even Mike Davis, I don't feel great about starting any of those guys against this Washington defense. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I, yeah, it's it's tough to start any of them. I think that, you know, DJ Moore obviously has a great game last week. But if you've got Mike Davis, you probably have Christian McCaffrey or you're probably relying on him at this point. And I think you have to start him. But, for example, here's a great comp. I mean, if I have Le'Veon Bell or Mike Davis, I'm starting Le'Veon Bell, and it's, it's not particularly close to me. So, um, and Mike Davis is going to get all the touches out of the backfield. And, you know, two weeks ago, he's, you know, does great as a couple touchdowns. So that's always a possibility. But against this defense, and the Washington football team has a lot to play for in this game, against this defense, it's, it's hard to imagine him getting going. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this this Washington defense is the real deal. I mean, Chase Young, that was a can't miss pick, and it worked out. He's a Pro Bowler his first year. It's pretty impressive. He's he's awesome. Let's stay in the NFC East. Eagles, Cowboys, big game for both of these teams. It doesn't matter a lot if Washington can pull off the win against the Panthers, but Eagles, Cowboys. I mean, both of these teams have played so much better of late. The line's close. Philly actually is road favorite in this one. Two points here on Bovada, uh, but. I, the num- number I actually am surprised is 49 and a half on you. Uh, I think it would be higher, especially with the shootout we just saw from Jalen Hurts, Dallas's poorest defense. Andy Dalton's been playing well. I think this is a game we could see a lot of points out of. Yeah, completely agree. I really like that call. I mean, I'm trying to think is, is, uh, I mean, is weather a concern? Is it, it's is in it Dallas, Dallas, right? No, yeah, no so, weather. No. Yeah, and Zeke's, no Zeke's supposed to, to play, and I, even if he doesn't, I think Tony Pollard's fine. Um, you know, I think he, Pollard's better than Zeke right now. Yeah, honestly, I, so. I would agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this game could we could see a lot of points. I, I yeah. know Dallas's wow. defense has been a little bit better. Philadelphia's defense is okay, but I don't know. I think these two teams could put up points. I like I like the over here more than anything. I like the over. I agree. I, it's tough to know who's going to win because Dalton has been playing better, and um, you know they're. They're just state, you know, they've got the pieces. We know that, and now Dalton's getting comfortable, so they're they're interesting, and they beat a team that had something to play for in San Francisco last week, so that's a good sign. Um, I, yeah, I love the over. That's a great call. That's probably my favorite bet of the weekend. That makes no sense to me. If you've got Jalen Hurts, as I know one of us does, you're in a you're in great shape right now. I mean, he might be you know, in that top tier right now, as far as fantasy quarterback. So, you know, especially if he keeps using his legs, I I mean, that threat is something that obviously Carson Wentz doesn't have. And yeah, I, I guess I like Philly in this game, but I could see it going either way. And the over is a great, great call. So it'll definitely be under. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> 20 to 10. <laughs> All right, Rams-Seahawks, probably one of the games of the week. I know we've had a few. I mean, there are some huge games this week, and this is a good way to kind of close out the afternoon games before we get to the, the big dogs on Sunday night. But Rams-Seahawks <laughs> in Seattle, uh, two games that have plenty to play for. Rams just need to prove that they're not pathetic after that performance against the Jets. I had a 17 parlay, all money lines last week. Five out of five hit. The Rams ended up losing. Now the other team that I had was the Steelers. Um, oh, but, man. <laughs> so, so, so I feel a lot better about it. But at that moment, yeah. the Rams blowing that, like they, they kicked a field goal to go down by three uh, instead of trying to win it. And then they, they, they uh, kick away the, uh, the ball on the next kickoff and they can't get a stop against the, against Frank Gore. He's 75. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they, anyway, I mean, Seahawks are, Seahawks are favored by a point at home on Bovada. I, oh man, that was so annoying. I also had some parlays and teasers tied to the Rams and that was awful, but you know, what are the Rams? Like, I, I know that we've, we've kind of asked this question about every NFC team has had one or two of these games where you're just like, what the hell was that? And obviously the Jets is the ultimate, what the hell game in the NFC so far, but you know, two weeks before that they go to Arizona and kill them, you know, they, they beat the brakes off them. So and then before that, they lose to the Niners. So, like, with Nick Mullen. So, you know, what are these Rams? And I think that the confusion will continue this week because I think they go to Seattle and beat that Seahawks team. I Like, I was not impressed watching Seattle's offense last week against Washington. I haven't been impressed with them for weeks. And I think that the Rams are a much more well-rounded team that's going to be hyper-focused after that Jets game. So I'm, I'm on the Rams this week, which I know is not going to be a popular take. Yeah, I don't love it. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't, I don't trust the Rams. The, the Rams remind me of an AFC South team right now. I just, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, I don't know what to think of them. They, 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 they kind of think their run game is their identity, but it's not consistent enough for it to be their true identity. Mm-hmm. Um, no Acres in this game either, right? Acres is out, so you're going back to Henderson and Brown. Uh, you know, the receiving core, like it, they're, 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 they're good, but. There's like so much inconsistency with the production out of them. Like Cooper Cup, he's a guy everybody's starting last week, and he has like five catches for 40 yards or some like minuscule amount. And you know, obviously Robert Woods is is another weapon, but I I don't feel confident. To, to we've made this point about a few of the other games, the Rams, anybody of those on that offense, I don't feel super confident starting them in a fantasy football championship. Certainly not Jared Goff, even against the Seahawks secondary that's been relatively bad all year. Jared Goff has been one of the most frustrating uh, fantasy players in the in the league. He's definitely not a quarterback that you feel good about starting. And then you look at any other position, whether it's running back, where you don't know what you're going to get out of Daryl Henderson, who's looked bad since Cam Akers has taken over the featured role, or the the receivers who have just been inconsistent at large. And and that's kind of happened with the Seahawks receiving core too. So I don't know. This is a game that you would expect fantasy fireworks out of, but I don't feel super confident in anything but Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with pretty much all that. And I, I mean, I think that the Rams, because I'm so uncertain about them, I've just had a decent feel for them this year for whatever reason. And it's the one out of a million that I actually have. So it just feels like the bounce back is coming. Like they're too talented. It's kind of like Tampa in that like their individual pieces are excessive of the sum of their parts somehow. And, but when they all play together and they're, you know, when they're motivated, they're just so good. And I've just been I like I've watched Seattle a lot the last two month or two and like I've just been so underwhelmed with them. Like at every turn I expect them to do something more than what they've done. And Russell Wilson, it's been really underplayed, but after the the season he was having, 
he's just been so much worse the last few weeks. You're right. You're probably starting him. But honestly, it's not a given that you even start Russell Wilson in this game. Like, I mean, I could if I was choosing between Hurts and Wilson, I'm taking Hurts. Like, I, there are a lot of quarterbacks like that, I think, this week. And, you know, if you're in a fantasy final and you've survived the Russell Wilson roller coaster, you're probably rolling him out. But I, it wouldn't shock me at all if, you know, he doesn't again deliver a quarterback one performance. Yeah, their their offense has certainly tapered off a little bit here at the end of the season. I mean, this is a interesting – it's a fun matchup at this point in the year because both of these teams have a lot – lot to play for the division they've yeah. got you know everything still to play one for. seed hope yeah i mean the the um the seahawks certainly can still win the one seed i don't think the rams can no all right let's move on on you to a big game between i mean obviously my brother's a titans fan and you're you're a packers fan and i consider you a brother as well i mean this is i'm torn <laughs> here because i've got packers on on fantasy in one league i've got titans in fantasy in another league oh, i i just want to see fireworks i want to see fireworks and green bay they could I don't know. If, can they seal the one seed if they win this game, or do they have to win both? I guess they, they have to win no, both. No, they can. No, they can. Okay. They, they can have the tiebreaker. They can win it with – yep, exactly. Well, I'm glad I'm glad they couldn't seal it before this because I need them badly. Green Bay's three points favorites on Bovada. 56 is the, the over-under here. Big Ooh. number. I, I, I expect to see fireworks. I did see a questionable tag pop up for Aaron Jones today. I hope that's not anything serious. I don't know if you saw that. I don't but think so, yeah. I don't hopefully think Hopefully he's serious. okay because I don't think they're going to have Jamal Williams this week. So I was expecting a heavy workload there. And Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, I mean, I, I the Packers defensively <sighs> have been inconsistent, but their run game has been a problem. Derrick Henry, if they can get him going, this game could stay close. And I, I don't know. I, I, just, I expect to see the, the guys that you – that you need in a fantasy championship. I think this is a game where you can kind of comfortably rely on them. I I could not agree with you more. I think that if you got anyone on either side, and I mean, you know, like the three, big three on both at least, if not the big four, I think the yeah, tight end. Yeah, ones. absolutely. Um, and I mean, it is, it is light them up season. This is the game that is going to determine a ton of fantasy championships. And for good reason, uh, you know, these have been two of the teams that have delivered for you, hopefully throughout this, the, the, you know, the fantasy season. I know that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers weren't great last week and that hurt me in a few leagues and that in leagues where, you know, I've just been banking on that, that stack of Rodgers and Adams and, you know, I expect that fully to bounce back this week to your point. And, you know, if, if Matt Stafford and Marvin Jones and those guys were able to hang what should have been 32 points on this defense, like the Packers, who even knows at home, you know, with or without a crowd. Like, I, I think the I think the over is money and any Derrick Henry over rushing prop I think you can get is absolute money. I just can't even picture the Packers tackling him. I, I'm not. <laughs> I honestly don't. And you've watched as much of the Packers essentially as I have, so yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, this is, this is just. I think it's just like who has the ball last. I have no take on who is going to win the game. Yeah, I mean, I think the Packers are going to win the game because they're the better team. But uh, you know, if if the Titans can kind of if they can control the pace and and they can do what they want to do on the ground with with Derrick Henry. It makes it it makes it more interesting, and that's kind of the theme for Tennessee. Is the teams that can figure them out can kind of you know it's it's one of those things you break but or bend don't break, and that's that's what you have to do with Derrick Henry because he's just so good. Um, and they, they they have a good passing offense, but if they can set the tone with the run game, that opens up the passing game. So if, if I mean that's got to be the game plan. You I would dare them to beat me in the pass game if I'm Green Bay. 
uh, because yeah. Green Bay can they can go man coverage. They've got a good secondary, but they don't mm-hmm. have the the chops to stop the run game. And I feel like if you can you, you know, bring that front seven and and kind of hope that your corners shut down uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis, I think that's the the way that they can kind of get out in front of this one. Yeah, I think you're right in that Jair Alexander is a really good matchup for A.J. Brown. Well, A.J. Brown is really strong. Like, I think that, you know, he's not an overwhelmingly tall target, and Jair Alexander's been very good against receivers like that. So, um, you know, I think Corey Davis is definitely a flex type of play, and Johnny Smith will have a good game. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, it's going to be – you're right. Like, if if it ends up being a shootout and the Packers can just stop him once – you know, that's, I think that they're in a good, they're going to be in a good spot. Like this could literally be one of those in my mind and watch this be a super low, low scoring, but like, no, it ain't happening. you know, both teams scoring in the thirties, right? Yeah. I that think type so. of game. Yeah. All right. Let's excited. finish it. It is. I'm excited for that one. That's, that's <laughs> the one I'm excited for the most this week. Uh, the one on Monday night, you know, whatever. I'm glad the Patriots aren't in the playoffs for once, but the bills, I, they, they still, are in that conversation, I guess, for, for the one. But even if they're in that 2-3, they're one of the best teams in the AFC, and I think this is a chance to prove it because Bill Belichick's not going to want to get swept. He's not going to want to lose at home. He's not going to want to have a season where he doesn't go 500. Uh, you know, the draft position doesn't matter as much when you get into those middling positions. So I, I feel like they're still going to try to win this game. Uh, and the Bills obviously want to want to show that they're the, the dog in the a, a, uh, AFC East now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they are. Seven-point no road favorites, by the way, here on Bovada. Okay. They, yeah, I mean, that's a tough one for me. I I think I like New England to cover just because – and not because I think New England's any good, but because of all the reasons you said. And I could – you know, yes, it's Monday night, so it's going to be tough to let down, but I could just see it happening. Did you see, by the way, that Buffalo is going to let fans, Bill's Mafia, into the stadium? Is it? It's in New England. I know, I know, but I said for the playoffs. Like, oh, yes, I so did the, hear that. Yes, yes. So even if the Bills aren't able to, uh, you know, secure the bye, like they are going to have maybe the only home field advantage unless a bunch of dominoes fall based on that. So, you know, it's um, – I don't know. I think that the, I could see them really playing very hard in this game. And if they both play their hardest, like the Bills are clearly, clearly the better team at this point. Yeah, but seven points is a lot, and the, mm-hmm. you know this came down to what was it a field goal uh, last game I think, or was it twenty four seventeen? It was close. It was within a it touchdown. Was close. Uh, yeah. So I would be surprised to see a close game, but I I love this slate. I mean, I know it took us a while to get through it here. We're just under an hour, but I love the slate this weekend. There's a lot of meaningful games. There's a lot of games that maybe aren't meaningful for the playoff push that have fantasy implications. So you know, if you if you're out of your league and, and not playing for the championship, which you know I have leagues that I am not, and I've got you know Hit leagues me. that I am. Um, but but you still this is a fun weekend to get after it with DFS, and obviously Christmas mm-hmm. weekend maybe hopefully you're with family. I know COVID it's a weird year, but uh, there's a lot to kind of get get excited about and have some fun with. Uh, so, you know, for me, just it's time to enjoy it. Uh, I'm still in the thick of this football season before, you know, we start getting excited about the NBA. And I'm just glad that we have all of this stuff kind of working for the most part so far. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, it's going to be a fun week. And like you said, like all the games matter either for fantasy or for the real NFL season. And, you know, if you, I don't know, I we do like bracket pools and that sort of thing. It's always good to get your eyes on some of these teams ahead of that because, um, who's playing well now really does matter in, in the playoffs. So, I, I yeah, I think this slate seems a lot better than last week's. A lot of big totals, and um, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a really good end of the season. 
Likewise, well, let me wish you a happy holidays, my friend. I know, uh, you know, I know I'll probably text you five minutes after we get off this podcast, <laughs> but uh, it's been it's been a fun year. I know we've got a few weeks left. I'm enjoying doing it. Uh, I'm glad we were able to take out the time and and knock these out. And I hope that you guys listening enjoy it. And uh, you're the reason we do it. So, uh, anything you wanted Same. to add on to you before we let our listeners get to their holiday weekend? Yeah, likewise. It's been it's been really fun doing this and um, you know, it's it's like you're just you're so good at this and it's it's great to continue it and finish this out and hopefully we'll have uh, some good takes for you here down the stretch and help you know, make up for all the money that you're spending here on gifts this last week of December. Yeah, or the money that we're losing you week in and week out <laughs> by <laughs> taking true. our advice. <laughs> just kidding. We've Video done okay. Advice. We've done okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You better than me. I don't know about that. All right, Franchu Kana, I am Josh Dunn. Our time has come to an end on the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour. Good luck in your fantasy championships and win some money in DFS if not. Have a good weekend.